0: Welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic, and I've got a sore throat coming on. Yay.
1: And I'm Sean Holly. How are you doing, Victor Marland, apart from your throat?
0: Not too bad. Uh, What's been happening? We're a week late, aren't we? Because we were so miserable after last week's British election results, we just couldn't bring ourselves to be morons on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did struggle. Yes. We did struggle.
0: It was it was hard work. I wasn't in the best of moods, so we thought we'll do it on Friday instead. Well no, it was Fri oh, when was it? I can't remember what it was now. And yeah. then we said, no, let's just do it on the Tuesday and actually it's quite a good idea because then we've got two weeks over Christmas, we haven't got to do one Christmas Eve or whenever it's gonna be, whenever it falls. Because nobody wants to hear us on Christmas morning, do they?
1: Not really. No,
0: I don't think so. No, mate. Things I've been up to lately. Well, on the Sunday after we last recorded was the Sunday cold smart meet at Smarty Martins in Fleet, or Church Crookham near Fleet, which is quite close to me. Church Crookham sounds very nice. It is a lovely place, yeah. Uh, We had a little meet there, were not too many of us, quite an intimate affair. It was nice, it was cold, but he did have a, a heater outside, we played some games, it was quite nice. And I, I, I took him some asteroids-based goodies because I had lots of things left over from those numbskull bits and bobs, so lot of like, asteroids things. Because I know Martin is a big Asteroids fan because he's got a little tiny asteroids in a Dino King, which is a lovely little Ooh. machine, which I think broke down. Poor thing. Well not went funny. But um, that's the only, only failure he's ever had on that machine. He got part of that machine from the Scottish raid years and years ago. Which is all damp wow. and horrible. It's been working ever since. As the first glitch he's had with it it has been pretty good. That's cool. It was a good little meet, actually. It was nice to meet all the usual folks there. It's a few less than normal, but yeah, it was nice to see all that lot. So he's um, still got his
1: Smoky Joe. Is
0: it the fire truck thing? Yeah, he's still got a fire truck that was still working it's a tree yeah. as well. He's he's also got an old Atari pinball. I can't remember the name of it now. It's one of the old ones with a really really groovy seventies graphics all over it and it wasn't working at the moment he's, he's still working on it but it looks lovely nice looking I'm thing a, a
1: physical pinball not not the v- video pinball no a
0: physical like he's got a video pinball as well Atari video pinball mm. 1978 but he's also got a proper physical pinball and it's I can't remember what it is now but it's really really groovy looking thing mm. as as you would imagine from Atari in the late 70s mm. so I think it's a wide body one and it kind of reminded me of when I was in Texas a long time in in Austin actually in Texas I went to this pinball place where you could play lots of pinballs you can actually buy them as well there's loads for sale and video machines and I played an Atari Hercules and that's the one that's about eight foot long (laughs) and about a meter and a half wide it's massive and it uses a pool ball as the pinball full-size pool ball two and a quarter inch pinball and it's got like seven inch flippers on it it's ridiculous but it's a lot of fun it's it's quite a slow game. You can imagine how long it is and how slow it moves, but it's a lot of fun and it's a really ridiculous gimmick, but it's excellent fun. Mm. I was listening to I do listen to the Retronauts podcast now. I don't listen to all of them because some of them they, they cover lots and lots of different subjects and some of the subjects don't really interest me. You know, sort of slightly more modern ones, some of the games they do an the insight on a certain game don't really interest me. But these ones, they were talking about Donkey Kong. And the licenses and, and things around Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong arcade game. And that was quite yeah. interesting. And the next one I listened to, they were doing a thing I think it was just Jeremy Parish, the, the main guy, was interviewing um I can't remember his name now, but a guy, I think it was Smoke Monster. He's called Smoke Monster is his um pseudonym. And they were talking about the Mr. You know, the mm. the hardware FPGA emulator, which emulates the chips. Rather than just the software. And it's yeah. like the, the closest thing you're going to get to original hardware. It's, it's nigh on, I think it is actually 100% the same when they get the, the things working on it. And it's very, very interesting listening, learning about Mister and how many machines it can emulate on chip level, not just software, chip level. And it's it's very, very interesting. And I almost hit the button on buying one this weekend. But, yeah, um, Lewis,
1: is, Lewis, Lewis has got one. I know has he fantastic. Has. I was speaking yeah. about
0: it to him. Um oh no, sorry, I wasn't talking to Lewis about it, I was talking to Rich Gregory, because he's got one as well. He knows quite a lot about them. And he was giving me places to go to get them. And I think I want to get one before long because according to the podcast, Intel own the the main chip they or the main chipset board they use for Mr. Mm. And what they do is is they're selling it quite cheap because they're subsidizing it at the moment. They're not selling it at full price or they're not selling it with a profit. They're subsidizing, mm. because what they want to do is get a lot of people into programming for it. Mm. And apparently, with the MiSTer, with all the right components, it would be possible to emulate a PS4. It, yeah. goes, it goes right up to modern-day stuff. You can emulate anything with it, as long as you've got the cores, the core emulation for the for the, the hardware parts in the machine. Um, God. And what they're doing at the moment is they're doing... They've just done Dreamcast. And they're they're, they're nearly all the way through doing the X68000, which really excites me, because I want an X68000. I love those computers. They're just so good. When you see people playing the the games on YouTube, and I always have a look on YouTube for, you know, versions of the game we're doing for the podcast, because the X68000 is nigh on arcade perfect every time. It's really, really good.
1: It's been used as a development machine, hasn't it, for some of the arcade games? Yeah, I think
0: Namco used to use them. And... They were only available in Japan, which makes them all the more sought after over here. And I think for a full setup, a working setup with the main machine, the keyboard, a joystick, some games, and, and the heart and the drives and stuff, is like £1,200. Yeah. They're really expensive, but they're really, really nice. I just like to get hold of one and play with one. But that's probably the next best thing. And with that, it would never break down either. And obviously, a lot like, cheaper if you're going to buy all the parts. So that was really interesting, actually, learning about the Mister. I, I, Reckon everyone should go over to that and listen to that. I'll put the um, a, a note in the show notes for the Retro Notes podcast. It's actually brilliant.
1: I, um, I listen to quite a few of them as well, like you on and off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't listen to all of them because sometimes they do Pokemon, which I'm not really into. I'm never been into Pokemon, and then they might do something like Castlevania, which I'm not into. But a lot of the subject they do are really good, and they have some excellent guests on, and usually professional. Video game writers, you know, they they write from a magazine or they work for a a games company or something. So they do Mm. know their stuff. They're really, really good. I was also contacted by our mate Porchy, John Porchy, who's a lovely, lovely, lovely lovely Porchy. And he told (laughs) me a way... You know, we were speaking about Gemini, Wayne. And, you know, um, to get the speed up, you've you've got to get the S power up on your tail and you've got to use it to make your speed up. He gave me a hack... A way to do it because I've got a, um, a board which is only it's, only it's only a bootleg board, but he told me which chip to pull. I think it was I think it was two actually, or maybe it was one. I can't remember. I, I will do it soon. Actually, When I get some time. I'm going to do it. I've got the board out ready to do. You pull one of the chips. You you burn you you read the chip into um, a hex browser, and you change. I think one or two values. And what it does yeah. it gives you the speed up all the time. So it right. is it is like a cheat really, but. I think that game would be a lot better with this speed-up all the time. I think it just make it a more enjoyable game. We, I think we, we spoke and we agreed on that, didn't we? That if yeah. that speed-up was there all the time and then you didn't have a speed-up from then or you didn't need a speed-up, it would make the game more enjoyable because it's a, bit, a little bit sluggish without the speed-up.
1: Yeah, but you'd still maybe be forced to collect a speed-up, wouldn't you, and then have to cycle through them all?
0: Yeah, no, but if you, if you he said if you use that, that hex editor and change that value, your speed-up all the time, when you get the normal speed-up, does nothing. Mm. didn't so, it get faster i can't remember i don't think two. so if you have two it doesn't go faster no I don't think so Ooh, that's that'd be good then so i'm actually going to do that on my board because um that game i think would be much more enjoyable with a, a little bit of speed in it um all those asteroids controllers i made for the vectrex i've made i think i've made 39 in total now and i've got one left myself i've kept myself one back all sold every single one well sold done. well done So what am I going to do now, Sean? I have already bought another 20 boxes. They're sat down behind me right there. You love it. I love it. But what I'm going to do is I've got two pairs of boxes to make special ones for some special people, which I won't talk about until I've actually done them. It's proper special ones.
1: Mm. So
0: that's four boxes. I'm making 12 Vectrex joysticks. I'm doing four of each, three different types. So there's going to be an MB version, which is a UK and Europe version, the GCE version, which is the American version, and the Bandai version, the Japanese one. I'm going to do four of each of those joysticks with the different overlays. So that's 12, 16 boxes gone. I've got four left over. And I've already got two people who want Asteroids controllers already. And one of them I'm going to do is a really... Oh, t- sorry, three. I've got three. So I'll have one box left over. And I'm sure by the end of this podcast, some of someone will also say, can I have an Asteroids box, please? So i to be doing more. I, I've ordered another hundred quid worth of buttons the other night from the Aki shop in Akihabara in Japan. So I'll mm. hopefully get those before Christmas. I'm not sure yet. Depends when our friend's going back over to Japan with her flight. She's a flight attendant with Cathay Pacific. Hey, uh, that's handy, isn't it? It's very handy. She's lovely as well. Really nice. Uh, what else have we been doing? So that is going to be more more work for that. Hopefully Ollie will get me the overlays for the joysticks and more asteroids ones and a very, very special one for a very, very special person. I'm doing a few specials for friends. Oh, thanks, mate. No, you're not getting one. You haven't got any to got, play on, your fool. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what I am going to you... do in the future is I've got Ollie to, on the overlays I've made, the the black and white and the colour, which are the two main ones I do, in the corner it's got in white Vectrex. I've got him to remove that Vectrex, and what I'm to do is do some Atari-style ones so they can just work on a, on a nine-pin connector so they're working like a commodore 64 vic 20 atari atari 7800 whatever on a normal 8-bit computer or an 8-bit console so people can just use them the buttons will be left right forward fire and reverse back Mm. so they can you don't have to use them on the vectrex and they're actually easier to wire like that because vectrex you've got to mess around with a few different things to get it working properly and also you know what you should call the joysticks what victrex I thought about that. I was—I actually called them the joystick ones. I call them the Vectrex arcade joystick, but the acronym of that is VAG. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm just, I just—I think I'll use the long name, Vectrex arcade joystick. <laughs> so yeah, I'm doing those. There's one just there, Sean. Let me show you it. Uh, Vectrex. Look, Vectrex, look, Vectrex. Look, look! 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 There is. Clickety, clickety, click. Oh, one of the best sounds in the world. Any not that? The 25 mil ball top, which That one's got on there are too small. So I've ordered some 30 mil ones as well. Put it back up there, out of the way. Out of the way. Oh, I also made, the other day, I made a three-button one out of a bigger box for Mega Drive. Some of the Mega Drive arcade controllers as well. Because oh, the original well. ve- the original Mega Drive ones, I've actually got one here, uh, are quite hard to come by now. And my ones look rather nice. So I'll hopefully be doing some of them soon. I've got to do an overlay for it as well. So I've been busy with the boxes. What else? 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 Oh, I've been playing... Uh, a lot of NES games lately on hardware, and I've been. Mm. I'll talk about that a little one and the pickups. Uh, I've also been toying about resurrecting an old Famicom project. I did an aluminium Famicom a while back. I made this little square, like about a five inch box, well, about an inch and a half tall. And I, I hacked an old Famicom, you know, the, the, the Japanese version of the NES, and put it in the box. But something went wrong with it, I think I messed up something on it. But I'm thinking about resurrecting that and making that up because i, I quite like the idea but i sort of went off it when something went wrong but i need to get back and fix that and get it on get it working again so i might be doing that uh anything you've been up to before i continue i've been doing a few things before i go on
1: yeah just going back to gemini wing if mm-hmm. could you do that hack in main could you change the main rom yes you because be. i
0: think when when people do jiggery pokery with arcade boards is they they use the roms in mame which is obviously a text file of of you know data and they they change the hex values in that try mm. it and when it works they burn that particular part of the rom onto an eprom and then put it in the in the, in the arcade machine in the, the actual board and run it so yeah i think most people do actually use mame as a as a as a, a, a what would you call a test, it test yeah yeah it's like a tester but they they actually because because Phil Murray did that when he was doing the, um, the Scramble multi-hardware. He was testing it all out in, in MAME and working things out in there and then putting it onto hardware and trying it out in there. So, Would yeah, you be able
1: to use a normal version of MAME or is there like a MAME UI or something? Or one of the other MAMEs, I can't remember what they're called.
0: I'm not sure nowadays because sometimes MAME does a CRC check on the data. Yeah, I think you can that. get around it doing that. I think you make it do it without doing it. You can, you can make MAME not run the crc check i'm sure there's ways of doing it It must be because that's how people do the development on MAME and stuff so yeah god what have you been up to anyway it's this something here Ooh. about frazzles and raspberries
1: frazzling right? raspberry pies you, you know, frazzled
0: one you know i was
1: running dj pack and it was it was messing up my monitor the sick losing sync and then yeah. lewis has checked it extensively checked it says nothing wrong with that jpac it must be the very very tight tolerances on your japanese monitor that that goes out over time yeah. so so i've had the, the raspberry pi pi to jambo going and then that started doing it you know started losing sync so i was messing around with i tried another raspberry pi and it still did it and then I can't even remember It's a couple of weeks ago, but in the end, the two Raspberry Pis were not working. they were powering on because the fan was powering, but there was no light so i I, I frazzled them. I don't know what I did.
0: oh, what well, two of them
1: two of them yeah I, I took I took one that I just use just to test the podcast games you know it's full of full of emulators, like yeah. well, full of MAME emulators, and that wasn't working, so I thought right it's got to be the Pi to jammer, and then I plugged the other one back in, and it didn't work, so I plugged the the one from my LCD and that didn't work. So I thought I've just fried two of them. So oh, the right. pie, to, pie to jammer must be doing so much to it.
0: But how much, how much um bovril did you put on it?
1: Uh, oh, no, it wasn't bovril.
0: Wow. Here we go. Go on. Explain you yourself. Know
1: that's, that stuff we got from uh, Mr. Tagster, Vegemite. Yeah. So
0: you go, so, Man, I, it needs uh, a meat, I, It needs a meat extract, not a yeast extract.
1: I had no bovril, but you could just use that.
0: Oh, Sean, that's a Uh, schoolboy type error.
1: Oh, Oh. it did taste all right because I licked it in that, but
0: yeah, that might have been another problem. Never lick, never lick Raspberry Pis in their own, it's just silly. I've only ever broken one Raspberry Pi, I broke a Raspberry Pi Zero once because you know they take five volts, Mm. and I wasn't powering it via the USB. I was about, I was sorry, I was powering it via a um. Wall, you know, like a wall mount power supply, like a multi power supply. So, I had a little barrel connector on, on the project I was doing it on. I think it was for the Frogger I made on that VFD machine. And what I did is I had it on 9 volt for something else. And I didn't plug it, but didn't put it back to 5 volt and plugged it in. And I just saw smoke come out of it. Ah! And I realized and it was dead. I just went, oh, well, chuck it away. £4.60 down the drain. That's mm. the good thing about pies. If you break one, the zeros, especially, are a bit cheaper, but the the threes are thirty quid, are they? Something like
1: that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Rich oh, well. Rich Chunksian's going on about how bad the Pi Four is. It's it's.
0: Yeah, not very good at all. I've been talking to him about this because I keep saying to him every now and again. The okay,
1: emulation wise, have,
0: have they made anything good for it yet? You know, have they brought a decent? And he said, no, not yet. They've got a problem with because they've changed something to do with the video output, mm-hmm. and it's not as good. So I think it might be very good on an HDMI screen. Like an HD screen, but yeah. not so good with the, the the fifteen kilohertz stuff, which is what we're interested in. So I haven't even, right. I haven't even, I haven't even turned my Pi Four on. I made a hmm. nice case for it. I made a nice three D printed case for it, but I haven't really used it because there isn't even a retro Pi image for it yet. I don't think they're still working on it. So God knows what they're doing with it. But apparently, they overheat as well. You've got to use a yeah. fan or, or a heat sink with them because they overheat. So yeah, they've gone a bit backward with that one, I reckon.
1: You've got to use a correct USB power because some of them don't work. And yes, Yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's USB C, and you've got to, it's got to be a certain uh, amperage as mm. well. Yeah, so yeah, not yeah. quite those. Anyway,
1: I'll get some more Raspberry pies. We went up to size a Castle in Cumbria, me and Wife, in that
0: size. You like castles, don't you? Are you were you the king yeah. of Castle?
1: Well, you can't get in it with shucks, it's winter, but it's a lovely walk around the gardens. Very nice. Nice, nice, nice,
0: nice, nice. nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, I've had an MOT. On your new car? No, on, on me. Every, oh. every five years, I go and have an MOT, blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, all that kind of thing.
0: So, what's this, 100, 100, it, was this your hundred thousand mile checkup? It is. And I had
1: a what's it on me? What's it? Oh, that sounds um, bad. Look, look, listeners, what do you call it? Blood pressure monitor on my arm for twenty four hours, and oh, it really? worked out at it worked out at one ninety two hundred and twenty five over one hundred and seventy. So, right, that means so, you're, right, then, and you're and it, dead. Yeah, it's all right that. No, you did no, dead. I think it's 116 over 80, which is not bad, is it?
0: Uh, I still think you're dead.
1: No, that's good. That's, you, that's you look good. a bit green. It, they, they did say my cholesterol was a bit high, but they said it's always been a bit high, and that may be just you, but they just, just monitor it. So it's, it's always been like, I think it was 6.1, which is high. I don't and know they... what the
0: numbers mean, but I went for. What was I doing? I, I went for some scan for something. I do not remember what it was but they did an ultrasound and she said oh yeah you have got a little bit of fat round your I think it was a liver or something i can't remember some internal organ oh really mm. she says yeah you're a little bit high don't worry it's not too bad and i was like but i don't i don't eat fatty foods i really don't mm. so i was quite surprised but i think it's just the amount of cheese i consume could be because you, be. you, know, you know crackers and biscuits you usually have with cheese yeah they are just cheese delivery systems for me
1: yeah I like yeah. cheese so extra extra mature
0: no any cheese, apart from I'm not too keen on blue cheese, it's a bit strong mm. for me, but any other mm. cheese I'll have, and I'll feel bad afterwards, so you yeah, shouldn't have so much you've been to yeah, a so, staff you've been to a staff do was that the arcade club booze up for Christmas time yeah, just on this cholesterol. Right? Yeah, because this the, is the Cholesterol Podcast, isn't it?
1: Hurry up. Yeah, 6.1. But they said the Curie score, C-U-R-I-E, is 5.4, which is some kind of average they look at. I don't know. So that didn't seem as so terrifying. But anyway.
0: That, that is great podcast listening, Sean. Well done. The listeners will be riveted by that.
1: I know. Thanks, thanks kids. Staff
0: do. Yeah, staff do. What happened so we with did, staff do? We did.
1: Me versus Darren, the manager and uh well, one of the other managers and it was like we had two teams and we we're mucking around and we had a good laugh and the uh, i think it was a draw we had we had a quiz i was involved in three things i think we had a quiz and i lost because i was mucking around of course I was, putting, I was putting all stupid answers like what's the best what's the most famous christmas meal i put vindaloo and stuff like that so i lost it for the team and that was. a yeah they're a really bit upset, so I, I sort of up my game. We did a quiz on Andy, the owner, Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> and it was
1: it was his daughter, and I knew more than his daughter about what the games he likes and his first his first PCB, and that's why I won that one.
0: Oh,
1: and another, and the other one was Outrun Two. I we had to go of Outrun, I had a go of Outrun Two with someone, and very nearly finished it. Because I was a bit inebriated, I can normally do it, and oh. that was the thing. That was the thing. Free bar, Vic. Free bar. You know, you know, I'm not a kid about nice outrun a... and all
0: those games. Mm. I don't think I've ever done the first course on outrun, let alone complete the game.
1: No, I've, I've, I struggle on the first one. I've got I've got quite a way for it, but I've never done it. But outrun two, I can because I, I played it so much on the PS2, the coast to coast one, which were brilliant, really good.
0: Mm. Outrun so, game,
1: boring. So much additional content is great. And, yeah, so next day, everyone was a bit poorly. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, a bit poorly.
0: Mm. Oh, it was good. And have all that arcade noise going on as well when you got a headache. Oh, dear, oh, dear.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, we had a Christmas, like, buffet thing as well that Dan did. It was awesome.
0: Did you have finger foods?
1: Yeah, I think so. Everyone had some loves of like, a finger food.
0: Right Mr. The Mr. Sean Holly.
1: Vegetables covered in batter and tem- temper. Temper, like, like really, really angry vegetables.
0: <gasps> yeah. yeah, that were it. That were it. Right then, mister. <laughs> I don't know what's coming next. You know what's coming next. Yeah, well, I can see The listeners may or may, or may not really know. Well, uh, people who do podcasts probably will know that we usually converse together, you know, before we do the podcast and you know, throughout the week or whatever, leading up to the podcast. We converse with each other on on facebook, facebook messenger. messenger right mm. and our our conversations are how would you say less than serious would you would you would you, would you think say they be fair to say they're less than serious our conversations
1: i would say they're inspirational
0: mm, so would i so here's how one went i might even just put the pictures up on on the podcast on the podcast show notes so people can see and uh This was it. It was to do with the the Gemini wing hack that that Mr. Porchy sent us. So this is me. Porchy sent me some instructions to make my booty Gemini wing a speed-up version. I just need to open up a ROM in a hex editor, change one value, and return that ROM. I'm going to have a go at the weekend. We'll make the game much better, I reckon. Now, you'd say it was quite a sensible message, (laughs) wouldn't you? (laughs) So you replied with, I could do that for you. I once hexed someone and turned him into a goat. It was supposed to be a frog, but at least I tried. Hex editor, yeah, yeah. And then I sent back a picture of it's one of those famous pictures of of like a, um, an advertising model, a guy um, with a with a soldering iron in his hand, pretending to do some soldering for like an advert. But the thing is, a, a few of these have come out, and you can just Google them. And he's holding the soldering iron; it's obviously not on. It's holding it by the hot bit at the bottom, the tip. <laughs> and I put on there. And he looks really gormless. And I put on there. And he's got a douche beard. And I put on there. Sean Holly, School of PCB Repair. So you replied to that with, what is that man doing with that large pen? Does he know you can't colour in a PCB? <laughs> yes. And then I said back, he wants to know why his hand is getting warm. And you replied, a warm pen? That's a great idea. And I replied back, 400 degrees a touch too warm, Sean. And you said, yeah, because there's only 360 degrees in the circle of warm. Any more degrees than that is just silly. So I replied, 360 <laughs> degrees is basically 180 times the three-degree cover bands. So I got into being stupid as well as you did, of course. That's how our conversations go, listeners. I don't know if I can put up with it much longer because he's an idiot. And so Bless am him. I. <laughs> Bless him. Bless his cotton beardy socks. Beardy socks. beardy socks. Beardy it's socks. Sock beards. So- oh, ooh, that's a Christmas idea, isn't it? Get your sock loved beard. ones a sock beard. Ah, I must I need my phone as another prop now because I had to beat someone down on Twitter. What happened what it, what it was was someone on Twitter, and I won't mention any names. But they sort of insinuated that I may have had a biased opinion on the numskull quarter-inch quarter-size arcade cabinets because I was sent them for free because they sent them to me to review. So the person said, basically, he takes no notice of a lot of these reviews mainly as a reviewer hasn't bought it and it's either borrowed or sent for free for how can I say for kinder reviews. And uh, I think someone else said, "Oh you no, know, this this guy me knows what he's talking about. Whatever They would say if it's rubbish or not." And uh, he said back to them, uh, to be honest, they all use the original ROMs in a very well-made cabinet. Buttons play well. Only issue with them is that your high score doesn't save. And do you really want to pay £130 for one? That said, looks nice with three next to each other. So I came in on the conversation then and said, your score didn't save in an original arcade machine either. That's how close they wanted it to be. £130 is much less than a £1,000 original cabinet. So the guy got back. Absolutely, but dip switches were not on the original arcade, but they are on these. So sorry, that doesn't—that excuse doesn't wash. Frustrating to see your high score disappear after you put in your hard work. That said, all the new wave toy arcades all save their high scores, which is another brand. So he said that the uh, arcade originals didn't have dip switches. PCBs. Uh oh. Mm. So I got back on what? Question mark. Of course, arcade PCBs had dip switches on them. Have you ever seen an arcade board? I have many. Pac Man, Gallagher, and Galaxian all have them. Here's a photo from the Gallagher manual. And I sent him the picture of the Gallagher manual with a, a pointy arrow pointing at the dip switches on the board. I didn't get a reply. Oh, he did. Mm, well done. Yeah, I don't often get into uh, slanging matches on Twitter. And I think that was quite a polite one. I didn't raise mm. my voice, I only used um, capitals on the word what. Question mark. So Ooh. that's pretty good. And this segues nicely into our Christmas competition, Sean. Give away Christmas,
1: Christmas, 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 give away Christmas, give Christmas. Give away, give
0: away, have some stuff. Maybe we should have made a tune for that rather than just making up a yeah. spot. <gasps> Any road, I'm going to give away the aforementioned numskull games. I've got a numskull Pac-Man machine worth 150 pounds, and I've got a numskull Gallagher machine worth 130 pounds. Nice,
1: very good.
0: Right, contestants have to write in to the usual places to get hold of us. They know how to get hold of us, whether it's Twitter or private message or email or comment on the podcast show notes whatever and i want you to mention one of the random words i'll be using when sean does a review of horizon later on in this podcast we are going to do this because i'm also going to put this competition up on the socials on the medias too and we don't want random people who don't listen to the podcast winning one of these lovely machines so you have to listen to this podcast. And just mention one of the random words I'll be saying later on when you do the Horizon report. People will Mm. understand when they hear. So just send us a message saying a random word that I used and I would like to be in the competition, please, or can I have this or whatever. And I'll put all the names in a big hat, Four Hats Johnson's lending us a hat, and I'll pick up two winners. (laughs) And I will send them to these people um, at my own expense the competition is only open to members of the eu too because postage will get very expensive sending it outside of the eu for us sorry about that people abroad but if i could i would arcade news there is not a lot of arcade news at the moment sean um i'm not sure what's going on here but i did find one this is from uh, a place called deep art I'm not sure what it is, but it's a place that sells online stuff. And it's a limited edition rug, and you can get different sizes of it. It's I think it was $83. It? it must be in America. But it is a rug of Gallagher. Mm, I love it. Imagine having, having that in your bedroom, Sean, next to your Atari yeah, VCS. Yeah. How cool would that be? It says on the, on the little image there,
1: minus 43%. Is that 43% smaller or 43% oh, no, they cut, cheaper? They cut, they
0: cut, they cut like a, almost half of the rug off and just send you that bit. Uh, I think it's cheaper than it was. It was 146 dollars apparently. Now it's 83 dollars. Wow, bargain! If you want a Gallagher rug, and I looked on their website, they do all sorts of other gaming rugs as well, which is quite nice for game room.
1: Lovely stuff. That deep art. Deep art. Deep deep art. Deep art. Deep Deep art. Anyway, great new game room tour from Nintendo Arcade, Mr. Alex, up on YouTube there.
0: This is this is a game uh, room uh, review that he does. He goes around all around the country doing reviews of people's game rooms. And this is uh, Dan Scudamore, which I know personally. Dan's a nice, lovely guy. And there's some very sad news about Dan on it. So everyone watch it. Um, but hopefully Dan's okay at the moment. And uh, yeah. he's absolutely super guy too. He bought my Clax Cabaret years ago. I remember selling it to him. God, must be about nine, ten years ago I sold him that hasn't got any more, but he's got a lovely game room, that man. Got a space invaders, comes pinballs, all sorts of going on in there. It's a really nice game room. And a really good review, Alex. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and also some very big news in the arcade world. The third arcade club has been announced.
0: OMG.
1: OMFG, girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Arcade Club Blackpool. Blackpool, the home, the UK home of the arcades without a doubt. In the mm-hmm. early eighties. 80-
0: mm-hmm. Mm, I disagree.
1: What are you thinking? We're, we're, we're way born. That's from. Weymouth. We'll, we, there, was, it?
0: <laughs> there was 12 arcades in Weymouth when I was a kid. There about 52 down Blackpool. In, any secret. seaside towns had arcades. Mm. So I almost thought for a minute that wasn't news because I've known about it for a while. So mm. I've made crystal balls out. Ball out. Mm. <laughs> 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 so what, whereabouts in Blackpool is it going to be? Am I allowed to say? You're not allowed to say yet? Ooh, keep it quiet then.
1: I don't think I'm allowed to say. I think some people have, have tweaked it.
0: Well, uh, tell you what, uh, we, we will report on that in the future, Sean, as we know more. You'll tell us, won't you? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that the other venues are
1: going to be forgotten. Announcements on improvements to those suit, like the elusive floor one on it, is Ooh. is underway. It will be completed before the end of time, but we're working on it. I've been working on it today. End of so. time?
0: That's not that far away,
1: is it? No, no, it's probably next January, is it? With the way.
0: Nice, nice, nice,
1: nice, 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 nice. Here going Hoo! Right, that's it, kids. Uh, arcade news, arcade snooze. I Yeah, see.
0: yeah. Because <laughs> our usual newsmaster, our news hound, hasn't got so many arcades this week, have they, Sean?
1: No, I, I didn't troll the Twitter. I'm getting fed up with Twitter and Facebook. I just struggle with just opening it up because it's just... You know what we should do, the do in future? People arguing at each
0: other. Just you know what we should do in up. future? Yeah. Make the news up. Yeah. I think we should just make it up yeah. next week. Right, okay, we're doing that.
1: Ten pence Archives.
0: Anyway, O'Dar, I've brutal. gone back to an old game I love. Um, and I bought a... FPGA board we were talking about earlier I got one of the actually I swapped it with Phil for something and I got a bit kit board and it's got this game on it and the game is Eyes 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 from Rockola we reviewed Eyes in way back in podcast 28 <laughs> that long ago now it was 1982 game it's a weird maze game where you're an eye in a fedora hat yes that you have to shoot items scattered around the maze while gaining points for every second you survive. There are other evil eyes on the level trying to shoot you as well. I find the game weird and oddly addictive. You can rack up hundreds of thousands of points on it as well. I really, really like the game. But when you go back to it, I found the game was a bit unfair to you as the baddies can shoot through the maze items to kill you, whereas you hit you hit the items before you hit the baddies. Your shots don't go through them obviously because you've yeah. got to knock them out. It makes it a bit harder to hit the bad eyes than it is for them to hit you. But it's still a really fun game with odd and pleasing sound effects.
1: I love the sound effects. I love the colourful graphics, and the, I think the gameplay is awesome. But it is—it's really cool, isn't it? I think it's—it's it's like in, like one to eight round number. Like the rounds are in the centre of the screen, in a little box. And I think I got to seven out of eight. Oh really? When they played it, but it was getting extremely difficult. You know, they'd shoot shoot you as soon as they got on the same level as you because yeah, when
0: you knock them out they usually come back on the left and right side of the screen if you're in, a, in a, a, a tube level like one of the maze levels and you're in it they will shoot you straight away you've got to be out the way of it but yeah the mm. game's really really cool i really like it and i need to play more of it i do like eyes such a cool weird game
1: i've got a couple of them really useful seeing things and that
0: yeah they're behind big windows though in your head mm. so what yeah, game we- did you go back to I went back to Time Pilot 84. Oh, November, that was a shocker, wasn't it? 2017,
1: Podcast, podcast 98.
0: Yeah, we, we expected it to be a poor man's Time Pilot, but mm. it, actually, it actually worked out to be quite a smart little game
1: yeah it is. Really i don't it. think i don't think it's as good as time pilot but not quite it, it is good there's a few little hidden bonuses in it and you've got a bomb feature as well and the sounds are brilliant the sound i forgot how good the sounds were there's, there's one in the arcade at work but there is you yeah, don't I, I saw it the other day you don't hear it because it's just so noisy but i'll have to turn, see if i can turn the sound up a bit yeah but the proper williams style chunky sounds are so good and I got, I got 295,400. God knows how I got that. I must have had a lot more So what time. kind of
0: scores were we, were we getting when we actually reviewed it? That that was it. I got
1: 295,000. Oh, that but was a the score then, I see. That's I, was getting getting like score, and, and, I was getting like 130 now. But I, I think you've got to get back into the movement of them. You, you, there's certain the guys, that silver guys at home in on you, have got to know how they move to dodge them.
0: Yeah, so a nice and game. Though, but it's, it's rare that a, a follow-up game a sequel is as good as the original, I reckon. Mm. There's not many I can think yeah. of. The arc- arcade games, that is, they mm. were as good as the originals. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Ryden 2 is very good. But so is Ryden 1. I'm not sure which is the best, though. Continuations of each other, aren't they, really? Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, uh, that reminds and, me. That reminds me. Good.
0: I got an email from Nintendo the other day because on my Switch, I put some items in my watch list. So you can keep an eye yeah. on when they go down in price. And Ryden 5 on the Switch has gone down. I think it's about 15 quid now. I'm tempted to get that, you know. I think I might even have some money left on my account for Nintendo. Might get it with that. I can actually use my arcade stick. I've never used my arcade stick on the Switch. I bought it and never used it. I think I must have played, like, one game with it and then never used the flipping thing. So I might get that just to play that.
1: You know we have a go
0: at? Everything. We have well, we, we have a go at
1: the prices of stuff, don't we? Like the prices of consoles. The consoles are okay. It's the controllers I think are a bit expensive. Yeah. Like, absolutely. we, we go th- we go through quite a lot of them at work, like Xbox controllers and PS4 controllers because just because they get battered, you know. Yeah, yeah, the public but the ones that last longest without a shadow of a doubt are the
0: Nintendo Switch Pro controllers. Yeah, so what we got, a sixty quid the Pro Controller.
1: Yeah, and they just they outlast the PS4 and the Xbox One. Really? Like,
0: double, yeah. Really, oh, cool. really do. And they get played the same amount. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, Nintendo just, are quite, pretty good with their quality, though. They've had a few problems with the actual Joy-Cons on the Switch, and the ones you can remove from the sides. Mm. I think it's the left one they have a lot of problems with, because they have a thing called drift. So when you move the analog yeah. stick... It sort of sticks over, and you still move, even though the sticks back to the center. But there are there are little um, kits. The Pie Factory podcast guys were talking about. Jimmy G was talking about fixing his one, and they give you a little kit. I think with a new switch in it or something. It tells you, it shows you how to open them carefully without breaking them, and then you know you replace a little tiny part or something. Because my, funnily enough, my Joy-Con on the left on my Switch, the left shoulder button doesn't work. It never has them properly. But I don't often use okay. the Joy-Con, because so I, I use a Pro Controller on the TV. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, it's a bit weird. Because I, I was on a plane to America when we last went, and I wanted to play one of the games that I nearly finished, but you need the left button to do something, and I couldn't play it because of that. I think it was Goose Game, actually. I think the, When you hold it there, you run or something. I can't remember. But, yeah, I couldn't play it because of that. Annoying.
1: Oof. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, not... They normally do good stuff, I think. Nintendo, hardware wise.
0: Yeah, they always do.
1: Mm.
0: Recent pickups. Talking about Nintendo stuff, I've been well. The first thing we got in our pickups is we both received some lovely best biscuits ever from Michael Vortman, and these god are, they were good. They uh, were so good. For some reason, with Michael's name, I thought he was German or Austrian, perhaps. He's from mm. Luxembourg. And these biscuits were special biscuits, the patisserie biscuits, not your rubbish, you're getting them down in the supermarket. These were proper mm. patisserie biscuits, Luxembourgian. I've never heard that word before, Luxembourgian. They were absolutely delicious. They were, they were honestly probably the best biscuits I've ever had because they were like properly baked a, by, by a, uh, a master chef. They were amazing. So I good. Know. I ate them at all in two sittings. At, I didn't eat all mine hall. in two sittings. I tried to give some to wife, but she wasn't keen because she had some other biscuits. Because Chris has got loads of biscuits hanging around the house, so all the more for me. And they were absolutely beautiful. Let's give him. Let's give that man a. the bing. I also king. he
1: did explain that he was trying to send over, send me over some IPA, but he, there was some problem at the. Airport or customs, or whatever, and it's very difficult to send oh, okay. al- alcohol out of the country. Apparently, to the UK, but he did apologize. But what we got, what I got from him, was a written letter,
0: and so, that did, is I. B- so did I. A
1: very a very rare thing, and it's a really nice, lovely letter. So I've kept it and now I've lost it, but oh. it's in my pile of stuff to look at.
0: I I got one from him as well. He was very complimentary, and it was very touching to read. So thank you very much, Michael, for that. It was lovely, really, really nice. Because I, I wasn't expecting a package at work, and like I could hear something rattling inside. And I went, "Oh no, someone sent me something it's broken," and I realised it was biscuits rattling around inside. They were so nice. They were so good.
1: Yeah, we have to get some more.
0: I've been given quite a few things lately. Or got quite a few things lately. I got a. Green Phosphor Screen Monitor. So it's... um, it, I think it's a, a monitor out of a drum machine. You know, like an old synth drum machine. Yeah. But it was a green screen once. So it's a, a black and white, but with a green phosphor tube. Like the really old school kind of thing. And I'm mm. going to incorporate it into a project, arcade-wise. That was from the lovely Phil Murray. Thank you very much, Phil. Mm. I've also been given a CCTV camera monitor which is a black-and-white monitor, um, a grayscale one, from the lovely Chris CMP. I got it down there. And he didn't think it worked. Well, actually got it working. I think he just needed the right connector for it. And I got it working. It's a black and Because I put Sonic on there. It was like, I've never seen Sonic the Hedgehog in black-and-white before. <clears throat> but it looked brilliant. It's really good. So that's going to have to be made into a project one day. So an old black-and-white game, obviously, for that. Yeah. I received also from Phil Murray... Scramble PCB, which he fixed for me, which uh, is destined for Garen uh, from the RGDS podcast. And it's, he also put in a um, high score mod kit for it as well, so he can save his high scores. So I went Ooh. on there and got a quick 60,000, so he's got something to aim for. That's good going. Uh, I also bought another 60 in one, because my original 60 in one I'm going to be using as a single game in a project I'm making. That's part of it there, Sean. Let me show you that tube.
1: Oh, that's a cutie, isn't it?
0: It's a little five and a half inch cathode ray tube. I'm making I will... the housing for that right now. It's underneath my table there.
1: I was moving some monitors today and a necked one. <laughs> <sighs> it went, oh, I think that means it must be necked. I did apologise. You
0: do realise every time you neck a monitor, an angel loses its wings.
1: It's a fact. Oh, yeah, and they oh, fall out
0: the sky and land in a heap.
1: Oh, I did, I did hear a, a landy thing outside. I, I don't think mm. it was a very expensive one, but I did apologise. What, well, the
0: angel or the monitor? Uh,
1: mon- angels are quite expensive. Have you looked on eBay? They are quite... quite Especially the 90-degree what, ones. For what they do. But, yeah, apologies to Arcade Club Management for
0: <laughs> making the monitor. Uh-oh. I received a lovely, lovely picture of one of my Vectrex Asteroids controls in front of a Vectrex screen playing Asteroids on a vertical screen and the sort of background of it. And it's a really artsy-looking picture. And this is from Fabio De Luca, who I I sold one to. And he's made a really nice job of it. I might get a little frame for that and put it in my arcade room I really like it. It's a black-and-white picture. It's lovely. I'll put it on the, uh, the show notes for people to look at. I've got it here, yeah. It's really good. It's lovely, isn't it? Mm. I mentioned the uh, the new boxes for the the asteroids controllers I'll be making and joysticks I'm making for the Vectrex and other machines probably I expect so. Because I was even going to uh, one of the spare ones I've got left over because I might have one or two spares at the end of that unless people ask for more of them. I was thinking about putting a pie inside the joystick, so mm. like a regular joystick and start button, maybe an escape button around the back and the three buttons, jam a, jammer a scale three buttons. And putting a Pi in it, and just have a power in at the back and an HDMI cable out. Yeah. Oh, oh actually, better than that, I could do composite, couldn't I? Because it always looks better on a CRT screen. Yeah. Thinking about that, I can easily. <laughs> I, bought, I, I bought a Pi Three A Plus little one, which is a really flat thing. They're quite small. They're smaller than the three, mm. so I'll be able to fit there in easily. Mm, that's interesting. One project, well, sorry, eight projects at a time, Victor, not nine, just eight projects at a time. It's okay. That's good. There's another one I got as well. I got, where is it? There it is, Sean. Let me just show you it. You know, I was after a, I was after a, a NES junior when I was in the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah. They're a bit too expensive. I bought this, look. Oh. But it's a Japanese version of one. The Japanese ones are a lot cheaper than American ones for some reason. He hasn't, hasn't got that ridiculous size. Cartridge sticking up top. You've got a little tiny Famicom cartridges in it. I already had an EverDrive for Famicom, so I got that from Japan with two of the dog bone controllers, which are usually like twenty, twenty-five quid each, delivered to the UK, seventy-three quid. Not bad, is it? It's a bargain. the The, the Japanese eBay seller is it. absolutely brilliant. He's got thousands of things for sale. Some really rare stuff as well. And I've also ordered something else, but I'll talk about that when it comes. I've mean, got the bug at the moment, but playing some of the old Famicom stroke NES games on it, absolutely brilliant. Because I've been keeping up with the Pixel Hunt guys. I've been playing their silly game. Every time they do a podcast, they're doing obscure games. and They're doing Faxanadu.
1: It's pronounced Faxanadu. <laughs> they,
0: they did. They did one recently called what was it? Something boat race. Can't remember what it was, but it was E. And Elim- they're doing F. Eliminator boat race. Eliminator boat race. They say Eliminator boat race.
1: It's so hear. funny. It's so funny. Their podcast. I, I love it. I don't. I don't follow. I don't play the games. But it's just so funny. They're like three three comedians. Very
0: good. Well, I have to have sort of um translator subtitles on it anyway because they say a <laughs> bit of Bert race stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I've got lots of wire. Ordered some more wire because I've been using loads of wire on those Vectrax controllers and loads of momentary push buttons. The little tiny buttons I use around the back. Because one guy in America reported back to me when he he actually bought two those controllers off me, one of the buttons around the back wasn't working properly. And I said, "Well, I test every single one; it should have been fine." And he said, "For some reason, there's something wrong with it." So I sent him two more buttons, so he can work it out. And, you know, he said he can change it himself. So hopefully, he'll fix that himself. But what I'm going to do is I bought lots of different kinds of buttons. I want to change the buttons. I don't really like those cheap buttons; they just seem a bit problematic. So I want Hmm. the things to be good, so I've ordered a load more buttons, and some of the new ones have got to look a lot nicer. I want to replace those buttons on on the back of the unit with these new style in in the future ones. Because I don't like stuff not working when you send it, especially to America, and it doesn't work. They spent a lot of money getting it there and stuff. It's annoying. Uh, Have you... I've forgotten about you, Sean. Have you bought anything?
1: Yeah. You sent me a a new headset, didn't you? Because this one's playing up.
0: Yeah, we're getting a lot of... People might experience a little bit of noise about how to try and remove it but there's, uh, there's something wrong with your stupid linux computer which i keep moaning at you to get a map for god's sake
1: well i tried i got this thank you very much it's a Numskull, a Numskull n-s-o-5 i've got it down there which is a really nice comfortable headset but the mic didn't work i've got a um, feeling but,
0: it's your silly computer well, i tried it in here
1: and it works fine at work because I've, I've tried it but it doesn't work on this computer, which is an Asus. 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 it doesn't you can plug it in and it's one of those three pronged plugs, so you've got the audio, the video, in and out. You know, the three and a half mil jack.
0: You mean not the three, audio not, and the and the it's a mic as well as headphones, yeah, yeah. Left and right on the mic on the headphones and the mic as well.
1: It's got three stripes on the on the thing. Three stripes,
0: I mean. yes, three stripes. It's a sergeant Sean, yes.
1: Yes, so I plugged it into Wife's Windows laptop and it didn't Mm. work on there, but that is also an Asus, and it's a very similar model. So I'm I'm wondering if this this hasn't got in and out facilities. Has it got a
0: separate mic as well as the headphone? Nope, it does not. It should should do that. Maybe your Linux doesn't support it. I don't know. No,
1: but it 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 was doing the same on Wife's Windows one as well, so I think it's the brand
0: Throw the computers away. Get a MacBook Air. It'll work perfectly every time. Wish oh, sorted. I've got a
1: mortgage to pay. I can't get one of them.
0: i just get someone to send you one. If anyone can send Sean a MacBook Air, please do. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> and Cause, new
0: cause, car. Because uh, we know about you flipping new car. You As
1: mentioned last time. I hadn't got it last time, but I've got it now. Is it good? So, it's good?
0: Yeah, it's good, yes. Nice car, yeah, yeah. Have you put a, an alien sticker in the back of it yet? Because every car I've had for the past 10 years i always had a little um, Space Invader sticker in the back. Always. It's the first thing I do when I get a car. I take the sticker to the showroom with me to, to put it in there. I think you should. Or a Star Force one or something. Or a moon patrol buggy, that'd do. Oh that'd be good. It yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Listener feedback. We've been given quite a bit of feedback. Do you want to start off the first one from Mr Deadlock in Ireland? Deadlock.
1: Hey Ten Pence Arcade. What you were saying about the disappearing, would you consider uploading the 10p podcast to the Internet Archive?
0: Yes, of course, Mr. Deadlock. Um, if you tell us how to do it, I'll give it a go. So I'd like to have our stuff so everyone can listen to it in the future because I don't want it ever disappearing.
1: Yeah. like uh, in a 1,000 years, our great-great-whatever-grandchildren would say, them two megastars, when they died, they were like... Multi-multi-millionaires and podcast empire builders. Yeah, because multi-place... we make a
0: lot of money off this podcast, don't we? They started extremely bad and just got worse.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. Talking of Deadlock, mm. he asked for some of that numbskull merch I had left over, and I've sent him a little box of stuff. Hopefully, he's got it by now. Oh, cool. And also, someone else asked me for some stuff, and I can't find the message. So, please... Message me again when you hear this message, and I will send you some things. Thank you. (laughs) I had some uh, email from Gabriel DM, or Gabriel DM. uh, This is on the uh, 10penceco.uk mail. So hello, my name is Gabe, emailing you from the US. First things first, I love the show. It started, I started listening to you guys a year or so ago after hearing about you on No Quarter. You've quickly become one of the podcasts I eagerly wait every two weeks, and although I'm constantly forgetting to submit scores, I still try to play each episode's game on my homemade main cabinet. There are so many games out there I've never played, and you've given me reason to do so. Second, speaking of No Quarter, I just listened to your latest episode, and you mentioned that their episodes have all gone from the internet. Well, I have good news. I have all... 151 Pokemon, wait, no, all 151 episodes saved on my computer. Uh, Scratch that, apparently I'm missing two episodes, 82 and 129. But then I can't make the Pokemon joke. After hearing that they're no longer available, I went ahead and uploaded them all to the Google Drive. I don't know if that's the best way to share them, but I'd hate for them to be lost forever, so here's the link. So I think someone else has already sent us a link where you can get them from, so that's great, thank you. Also, I've been meaning to email you guys for a while. I have a project I wanted your input on, if you've got time. I became an arcade enthusiast only a couple of years ago after never really getting to play the games in my youth. Since then, I've started a little side project called the Arcade Memories Podcast. I've been collecting people's stories of going into the arcade in the 80s and 90s and then putting them together into a little podcast time capture for everyone to listen to. If you'd like to listen, you can find it on the podcast app of your choice or go to, and I'll put the link in the show notes, uh, to find it directly. I was hoping that you or Sean might be interested in contributing, contributing a story or two. If you want to record yourself talking about your favourite games, maybe talking us taking us a walk through your favourite arcade, or if there's a particular memory that stands out, heck, if you just feel like reminiscing about anything arcade-related, I'd love to include it in the future episode, and of course, I'll direct listeners to your show in the process. I just love listening to people who are passionate about arcades, so anything you can contribute would be awesome. So yeah, uh, Gabe, I will. I'm pretty bad at responding to things like that, but... I will try and record something when I've got some time. And we're off over Christmas soon. Or I am anyway. And hopefully i will mm. get us some time quiet when uh, all is quiet in my house and record some thoughts maybe. It might be a bit meandering, a bit waffly, but I will try and do that for you, Gabe. Thanks for your podcast. For your, thanks for your support.
1: Thank you. got some... F- yeah, Chris, Plus, Plus, this is to help, help out Bobby Idod. The Vic 20 game Alien, which was also released as Super Alien, possibly only in America, is actually a clone of an arcade game called Hyanko Alien. Ah, I we know that name. We've, we've talked about this, haven't we? I think, was it madsteed.com kept trying us to. Get
0: yeah, I think body? so.
1: I remember reading about it a few years back, but I can't remember where. It was designed and programmed by the University of Tokyo's Theoretical Science Group in 1979. They started coding it on Apple II, but then switched to Z80 Assembly. I used to have assemblies at school. I didn't like him. They'd stand up and sing and then sit down. Anyway, Okay. So they could shop it shop it around for possible arcade release. A company called Denk, Denki Onkyo. Ultimately released it in 1980, but only in Japan, as far as I know. Sega Gremlin issued the game in America under the title Digger, Ah. Digger. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it was licensed or a rip-off, but it's the exact same game with subtle graphical differences. Following that was the VIC-20 conversion. Again, I don't know if that was properly licensed, so Bobby was right. It would make a great arcade game. I'm sure you can find it in most versions of MIM. Chris Plus Plus. Thanks, Chris.
0: Cheers, Chris. Chris is a bit of a historian on games. I've read his book before. It's really good. If anyone hasn't, go and, let's go and find Chris Plus Plus's book. It's really cool. Andrew Hannay not been playing the game challenges recently, as I'm still working on my Star Wars Data East restoration. I think that's pinball, isn't it? Data East yeah. restoration. Uh, yeah. Almost finished now, so normal service will resume soon. Wow. Robert
1: McNally Rafferty. I have to agree about idiot people running sound systems at expos. Makes me very irritated. What's the deal? Why do they have to play the music so loud so you can't hear the people or the games? Mm. I have a theory that they get socially myopic nerds to run the sound system and sound nerd thinks that they have reasoned of have, have the reason people are at the expo to listen to the, to his sound system. The tragic irony is that I have noticed directly and indirectly that these et- events are attended by a significant percentage of people, what we call, shall we say, on the spectrum. maybe, people maybe. Gonna, people who have sensory stimulus issues. So for the love of the games, they wear earplugs and or spend days recovering from sensory overload. Just turn the damn music down. I've gotten to the point in life where if I have to yell at people next to me or across a the table they have no problem going to the manager, organiser, etc. I've even pulled a few plugs and disconnected a few speakers and dared them to plug it back in. I paid dollar dollar for a mission to enjoy a games expo, not to increase my hearing loss. Just makes no shins.
0: Thank you, Robert. I suffer from, I can't remember what the name of it is now, but it's a hatred of certain sounds.
1: It's misophonia.
0: And certain sounds like um, beeping, like loud, excessive beeping. You know when you, you put your bank card in the, in the ATM machine and when it beeps at you, to tell, I rip it out quick because it really annoys me. And certain mm. sounds, like repetitive noises, really wind me up to a point where I will smash something. So I understand what it's like. Um, and those, when I was at the PRGE, I was going to go to a party later on with James the Island Pyre and his wife to a, a local arcade guy's arcade um, like basement. And I was really looking forward to it. And I had such a bad headache from being in PRGE all day. It might have been the light as well, because the light affects me as well, giving me migraines sometimes. But the, the music it was so loud And you couldn't even hear a lot of the games, which really bugs me, because I like to hear the games I'm playing. And I just Mm. had to leave, because I just felt really, my eyes were closing down, and my head was banging. And you just, you don't need, even if it's 80s music and nostalgic music, you don't need it. Just, you know, just hear it in the background, like in a restaurant or something, it's fine. And you can hear the games, you can hear people playing and talking to each other, and you don't have to shout at each other. I really dislike loud shows. They're just not good, are they?
1: no there's yeah, you, one sound go to a
0: concert if you want a loud noise not a games
1: meet there's one sound i hate in in pub toilets they have these hand dryers a lot of them now i think dyson started the trend with a really powerful hand yes. dryer yeah the fans, so there's lots yeah. Lo- lots of imitations you know you, you just put your hands under them and there's some of them are so loud like and they're, they're, they're so powerful like they rip the skin off me rip the skin off me hands look this has got no skin left
0: no it's just a skeleton, skeleton hands the, the skeleton. the we went for public you look a bit like skeletor actually if you had a cloak on yeah, yeah. i might
1: do that it's like halloween anyway that's a horrible really really stupidly loud sound stop it
0: mm, and turbines in it mm. and bobby idod uh what he was saying, uh, he was saying it's genuinely one of the reasons he went off the whole play expo thing, for the, for the sounds. They bugged him so mm-hmm. much he doesn't go anymore. So everyone who runs expos and shows, turn it down a little bit, please. Thank you.
1: Mm. We've got Jeremy Riley, Zorro, on Sidekick. He's give us a score, which we'll mention later. Yep. He's put great, great pick this week. Really enjoyed this lesser-known gem. the right, reason about-
0: he's talking about.
1: Horizon a first encounter of moon patrol is all about now on the Amiga and was unimpressed by its garish visuals But I've played it a bit since it's not the most beautiful game But it's well executed fairly simple and a fun concept. I also understand its place in the video game pantheon Oh, is that like a tiger? Yes, yeah, a lynx, like isn't it? Yeah, the creators of our type introduced parallax scrolling and make a classic But in the end, it's a simple run and gun I suppose so Hmm. His sequel Horizon is just like it Minus the jumping. Three lanes allow Z-axis movement And enemies, both ground and air To follow you in and out of the background Adding some movement complexity And then he's gone on on about his score Overall I like Moon Patrol better Which is controversial Oh no, hang on Back
0: up there, back up
1: Back up there Missy Overall I think it's better than Moon Patrol Which is controversial But I accept that your experience Especially Sean's may vary And then he's put... Some
0: observations about the game, which we'll probably talk about in the scores later on. Uh, And one punch Rob's been on. He'll only punch you once. Still not sure how I feel about Horizon yet. It doesn't have the same charm as Moon Patrol, I think. I think I need to change my brightness and contrast. I can't really see the bombs against the background, which causes many a death and frustration. Also, that that Dirk head in the red car. Has he had too much moon, moon Patrol IPA? I will try and get a final go tonight after work and improve my crappy score. On the subject of the No Quarter podcast going missing, I've been listening to them once I quarter. your podcast. I just got finished with episode 40, Cliffhanger, which contained an email feedback from a certain Mr. Marlon, whoever that is, t- talking about his 40th <laughs> birthday in America six years ago. Uh, if you or anyone else can find the episodes, I listen to the Castbox Android app, and that seems to have the first 126 episodes still available. I'm not sure how many there were altogether. I would like to play Bells and Whistles in a future episode. The local arcade used to have that back in the day, and I used to play it a lot. Another game I would like to see because you don't do, you won't do, Chelmonb is Gunball. I came across it on YouTube. It looks like a weird mix of Mercs, Smash TV, and Pinball. I'm going to give it a go once I'm done with Horizon. Never heard of Gunball. Gumball? No, I haven't.
1: Hmm. It's a clone of Nitro Ball, which Victor sent the PCB to the galloping ghost. No.
0: We shall have a look.
1: No, yes, yes. D- yeah, there no quarters. I think the first 126 were done with Carrington, weren't they?
0: That was on his monster feet site yeah that was one of Carrington's sites yeah
1: and someone's kindly given, given us a link the Monster Feet site is still up I don't know if it's been re- reborn or they changed the, the the address but it's still there and it's got yeah eaten eaten by a groove um, one megahertz the apple one
0: apple two of, podcast yeah
1: yeah, the the which what's the one was with Quinn Dunky the the film one. It's got that one on as well.
0: No, that's that's with Sherry Kramer, a friend of his. They did a um oh sorry. They did a podcast where they used to send each other films because you used to be able to rent films through the postal service, and they used to send each other a film that they thought the other one would like and then do reviews on it, and it was absolutely brilliant. And I moaned like mad at them when they stopped doing it. But I think it was something <laughs> to do with the, the company that used to send the films went out of business. So they couldn't send yeah. films to each other anymore because I think it was like a service where you say, oh, I like that one. He sent one to my friend, please. And it would send it to you and you pay him like 3 or $4. And it was like that. But now they haven't got a, a sort of a service to do that. And Carrington's very busy, a very busy person. So Sherry. Mm, I
1: thought it was Quinn Dunkey. Was, it, like it was one.
0: brilliant. No, Quinn Dunkey does uh, another Apple II podcast with Mike McGuinness of No Quarter. So yeah, they, that they still, still do. In? They still go. Yeah, it's a good podcast as well. I don't know too much about the Apple Two. I've got one, um, and they go into quite depth with it. And they're experts, them too. Really good.
1: Mm nice benson rad two bits of feedback we missed one sorry Uh-oh. benson Uh-oh. great podcast again chaps you didn't read out my feedback last time i had a couple of quick goes on horizon at first i thought it was pap but a few goes later can see it might be quite a point chaser got a bit too frantic for me as soon as the gun turrets start to appear i started to get all the baddies in the sky to get the thousand point bonuses and then the red car beat all things would get me and then he, then he gives his score
0: and the missing Benson Rad feedback goes, oh, it's about Rodland. Rodland is a game mm-hmm. I love. First played it on the Amiga, which meant it was one of the first games I sought when I got into the arcade hobby. I didn't own originally, a huge bootleg double-layer PCB. It was so big, it started to sag in the middle. I later upgraded to an original board. Apparently, the one I had was some kind of prototype. I bought it from D-Side, and it was called Rit and Tam, rather than Rodland. I don't remember any slowing down, but the extra life screen was always something I just wanted to skip through and get on with the rest of the game. The PCB had one of those tall custom chips on it, which, if bent, stopped things working. When I sold it, it turned out it had some slight damage on that chip, which prevented Player 2 going downwards, some type, something I'd never actually done or tried, having only ever played it on one player. You mentioned it's on the PS1 Jaleco collection. It is, the true, it is true, the game is on there, but it's the NES version, not the arcade version. I wish they would put it out in its full true arcade form on a console. That's weird, isn't it? It is. A bit Why strange. do they use the arcade version? Weird. Mm. Uh, he also got a score for, in for Gemini Wing, another game I'm sure I had on the Amiga back in the day. And as you said in the podcast, one that was just another copied disc in my disc box boxes full of about thousand games. I've only managed to give it a twenty minute blast in MAME just now. Got to the start of the second level after a few goes. I like the game a lot on my try. Music reminds me very much of Space Harrier, which a lot of people said. If anything can be improved, I'd like to see a ship speed up to help dodge things, and perhaps a weapon that can shoot below or behind. It's very hard to deal with the enemies that circle and creep up behind. Anyway, keep it the good work. Look forward to listening to the next podcast. Thank you.
1: Nice. Uh, the mighty Peter of Han. Peter of to- Han. Han. Has just said pick up the crap cup indiana that whole bit about the last crusade that's me rambling and choosing wisely had my wife and i cracking up for a good while thank you both fiction and Sean, for providing us with a gem of a podcast and uh, good luck to you peter he's got still got a, a couple of problems with his health but i hope he's uh, be okay
0: and so do i i will send you a good luck hex right now He's <laughs> fine that's no. He's fine that's sounds, sounds that like it's
1: cool Sound a bit like your centipede sound effects. It
0: did a bit. Yeah. Right. Normally, we talk about a an old game from a computer or a console that would be good in an arcade. They, they criminally missed. Now, I'm going to go forward in time and then go back in time and then come back again. Because the game <laughs> I like to see in an arcade machine isn't quite an old game. It's quite a new one. and I've actually got the original of it. Look up there, you can see it on my shelf, it's lovely. And it is Deep Blue by Chris Parsons. And it is a new homebrew game on the Vectrex, It was his first game he did. And if I could go back in time, I would pitch the game, I would take the the game with me, and I'd pitch the game to Atari or Sega Mm. and and get them to make it on a colour vector hardware game. The game will have it all. Vertical scrolling, sea levels, dodging sharks, navigating different oceans with different terrain, collecting treasure and bonus levels, dodging electric eels, electric eels mm. and collecting sea treasures. You could even add in a boss level where you'd have to avoid sharks and stuff, but no violence in the game. No, no shooting? No violence, no shooting at all. Chris no, wanted it shit. for his younger lad to play with no violence, no shooting, no killing, none of that going on, just dodging, grabbing the treasure. So it'd be a feel-good, ocean-going adventure. Good for kids as well. The cabin would have to be an environmental sit-in cab, or better still, a little diving bell that moved around a bit. You'd have to leave a few seasick bags in it, though, just in case for those landlubber types. Mm-hmm. Stereo sound, underwater weird sound effects, whale songs, all that lot will top off the ocean diving experience. You can even make a multiplayer version where other players can control the sharks. But they'd need a chomp button on the controls. What do you reckon? Yeah. You've played Big Boo, haven't you? Yeah, I think it'd be good that. Oh, imagine imagine on a like a nineteen inch colour vector screen. With them wiggly wiggly electric eels chasing you and stuff. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Fair God, fair, fair God.
0: So that's a bit of a cheat this week, but I want it made. If someone can make a, a, an arcade machine out of Chris's game, yes, please, thank you. Mm, be nice.
1: A lot of them Vectrex ones could be arcade games, couldn't they?
0: Oh yeah, loads, mate, loads. They, they basically mm. were an arcade in your home because that's the only way you could play vector games back then in your home, unless you had an arcade machine
1: mindstorm was good i know it, it, i used to think it was better than asteroids when i was a lad but i do think asteroids is a better game but mindstorm is really good
0: ah you just reminded me of something another segue
1: i'll
0: just mm-hmm. dive down this little rabbit hole for a second you know my atar- my asteroids controllers for the vectrex i use buttons like the asteroids arcade you got left and right thrust fire and hyperspace yeah well they emulate or they map out buttons one to four of a, of a Vectrex controller, and the hyperspace mm. button is down on the joystick on a, on a Vectrex controller. So you can only play it with the buttons on the controller and just tap down to hyperspace. So obviously I made buttons for it. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't use my controllers to play Mindstorm because Mindstorm uses the joystick for left and right, and it uses three buttons for thrust, fire, and hyperspace. But the wizard that is Jim Watt, James G. Watt of Clockwork Robot, very big Vectrex guy, made Stramash Zone and loads of other games of Vectrex, he has made a little tiny PCB, which is a, a, an interface for interfacing analog controls to digital on the Vectrex. And I sent him my my version of my Asteroids, which is my own personal one, and he, he modded it slightly with his new PCB. And he put a switch on the back and an extra button for it, So what you can do is if you just leave it in normal mode, it's the same as what I said. So you've got the four buttons at the top and the joystick down button for hyperspace. If you flick the switch over, the first two buttons, which is thrust left and thrust right, are now mapped to the Vectrex controller. So you can play Mindstorm with my controllers.
1: Very clever.
0: And before he did that, Chris Binarystar actually hacked Mindstorm. So you can play it with my controller anyway, and it works really nicely. Playing that game with a proper button controller is absolutely the best way to play it. It really, really is. It's really cool. But as well as doing that with that controller, what you can do now is you can use that controller even to play Vector Patrol. So you have the left and right buttons as, as slow down and speed up, yeah, and you've got the shoot and fire button on your buttons. Oh, that's good, isn't it? I think it'd be a lot better, mate. Because someone, mm-hmm. someone said that they use my controllers to play vector Pilots. You can play that with the the, the, the keys as well. The, the rotating well. bit, yeah. Yeah, and they reckon it plays much, much better, which I'm really happy about. So in the future, I might be able to offer a deluxe version of that controller where you can flick between the button controls and emulating the joystick controls for Vectrax. So cheers for Jim for that. It's absolutely brilliant. It's such it's such a it's going to be such a step up for that joystick controller as well. Really cool. It just opens up more more games for people to play with it.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. Friendly shout outs. Right, we have some nice listeners who have been telling us a few now about where to find the No, po- no Quarter podcast archives, including Sean from PyFactory Podcast. Thank you, sir. He put, what was it used to who were talking about No Quarter disappearing? Looked like the archive is still alive and kicking. Yep. Monsterfeet.com. How, how come we couldn't find it? No, we no, search- the, the
0: Monster Feet ones have been saved. It's the ones that Mike and Jeff and Mike and
1: Rob O'Hara, Rob O'Hara, Rob O'Hara did together. I can't
0: yeah. find those anymore. But hopefully someone's given us a link for those as well. But the Monster Feet ones have always been there, I think. Because I've, right. got, I've got a lot of the Monster Feet ones on my old iPod, which I listen to. I go back to I've probably listened to them a few times in rotation now. But I wanted to mm. listen to the, the the later ones when, when Carrington had gone and the later ones after that. And I couldn't seem to find them. So hopefully one of the listeners has given us a link for those. Hopefully. Uh, shout out from me to Porchy for the Gemini Wing... Hackery, jiggery, poke, which I've yet to do, which I'll try and do the weekend. Also, big shouts to Smarty Mine and all that meet up, especially Phil Murray and CMP for the pickup stuffs they gave me.
1: Nice. We actually get a shout out on the Retro Hour podcast. I'm one of those enjoying the show snippets. thank you very much guys and something i forgot and then you reminded me i was on the arcade perfect podcast i guested on that which was their version they looked at different versions of flying shark so i did a little stupid bit stupid little two minute bit on flying shark forum
0: that was top top nonsense waffle top nonsense waffle
1: it was good wasn't it yeah it was so shout out thanks for inviting me on lads kind of inviting me on You muscled your way in, didn't you? No, I got a message from Mr. Tagster. Are you sure? And I did it it in one take. I did about 30 minutes refreshing myself on the game and just waffled. Waffled. Oh, waffles. What about them for tea?
0: Arcade Master Quiz. Do you know what, Sean? Now is Christmas time. Yes. We're going to do a special Christmas quiz. Oh my goodness. It's go got on. 50 questions. Oh no, can we just do five? No, No, it hasn't really, it's got 10. Yeah, oh. <laughs> fooled you. <laughs> right, are you ready for this quiz, Sean? It's going to no. be a difficult one. No. Question one tension. Could your well, heartbeat. I might just shove one it. What is the main game screen of Hot Shocker? Hot Shocker, Sean.
1: The main game screen? Shocker. Electric snow.
0: No! No. It's a web. A spider web. It's Christmas themed. Oh, I lied about that. Oh. I hate Christmas. Why do I do that? Number uh two... What does the speech say at the boot-up of CVS games such as Hunchback? And if you do an accent as well, I might give you an extra point three of a point for it. What do CVS games say on boot-up? Insert coin. No! No. Game system operational. Game system operational. Huh. You can't remember that when you load up Hunchback, it does that? There's all these weird coloured screens, yeah, and it says that in a really robotic voice. Number I knew three. You've got zero out of two so far. Thanks. Number three. What colour are the bricks on the first level of Ice Climber? Oh, I don't know
1: this game at all. I have to say white.
0: They're orange and green, Sean.
1: I don't know that game at all.
0: Yeah, it's not. I don't like it very much. Number four. What kind of game is Gin? J-I-N. Gin. Is it a single static shooter? No! No, it's a kicks clone. Oh. Um, Zero out of four so far, Sean, you're doing well. Uh, they're Number really f- hard, Vic. I know, it's just, we're, we're experts, we need to know these things. You need, need to test your mind power, your mind lasers. Number <laughs> five. What kind of a game is Join em? Join 'em. Maze. Yeah, you got one right. It's a maze game.
1: I know that I've looking at that recently. You, the characters move when you move, don't they?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Number six. What does the second button do on Joust Two? Change your guy into another guy. And I'll give you half a point for that. What else does a button do, Sean?
1: You've got you've got flat flat button. Yeah. And it, and then you've got you can transfer transform right. it into Yeah. What into else a does the button a, do?
0: It's a dual function button. Does
1: it make you a cup of tea?
0: No! No. Still zero points or one point. It starts the game, Sean. Oh, that's cheated that. No, it ain't. Number seven. I've given you two so for... far. Number seven, what game is Space Invasion better known as? Commando. Yes. Yeah. And for an extra minus point seven of a button of a button? Of a point, what why was it changed?
1: It was some bizarre censorship thing, weren't it? In Germany, was it? Yes. So you've, a just, given point yourself, that? No,
0: you've just given yourself No you're just giving yourself a minus point seven, so you've actually gone back a little bit now. I'm having an alpha point. What kind of display does Speed Freak use? Vector. Yes. Been released on the Vectrex, that. Huh? Uh, number nine. What is your main weapon in Spin Master? Spin Master. Yo-yo. Yes. Whoa. There he, when I, I gave you these ones else. at the end. I gave them to you. I yeah. handed them to you on a little... Teflon plate. Number ten. The last, final question, Sean. Your life depends upon this. <laughs> what are the controls on Star Trigon? Game by Namco. One button. Yes. How do you know that?
1: Because you've talked about it before.
0: And I used to own it. How mm. many did you get there? Three. Six. Six and a half. You lie and get. You did not get six and a half. I did check it. I'll get the uh, corrections robot to change that for you at the end of it.
1: Sean got minus four and a half points. The dopey get. <laughs> I did all right. I started, started crap and got less
0: crap. Yeah, but still crap. Remember, Sean, you can't polish a turd. And if you try, you'll get covered in sh
1: You can, you can try. It depends how old the turd is. Sean. If it's that, yeah.
0: Stop. <laughs> And on that note, here is a word from our sponsor, (laughs)
1: Insignia, the new all-over-body program.
0: Insignia, smelly stuff for men. Do you need a new all-over-body program for men, Sean? Uh, Sometimes. Everyone needs an all-over-body program for men, don't they? Mm, Yeah, sometimes they do. I used to have that stuff as a kid. I used to get it for Christmas. I used to love it. it. Stinks. Yeah, it used to be.
1: I used to think it a right nice smell. Right, ass. a
0: right nice smell. <laughs> right. Okay, we are kids. about to get onto the meat part of the meat and two veg of this podcast, and it is the featured game review, and it is a game called Horizon. And seeing as it's your pick, Sean. Yeah. I'm just going to interject with some random words while you're speaking. Listen out for these kids, you need these for the competition. Feature Game Review
1: Right, good, good, yeah. This game is called Horizon from IREM 1985, a little known sequel to Moon Patrol. It had M62 hardware, which was used in between 1984 and '86, and that the same hardware ran Kung Fu Master, Load Runner, Spelunker, which have quite an interesting game, and others. Main CPU: Zilog Z80 at four megahertz.
0: Rigatoni.
1: A sound CPU: Motorola M6803 at nine kilohertz sound chips two of them two of them kids not one not three two was the very famous ay8910 the yamaha one and then some other some other rubbish anyway controls four-way stick and one button four-way stick quite important in this game Mm -hmm. yep yep how to play travel left to right across a moon landscape shooting bad guys above and below Not below, above and ahead on the same button, like Moon Patrol, trying to reach the end of each zone. You have three planes of existence. You have life, you have death, and you have the ethereal plane. No, you don't. You just have three levels. Shift between those to shoot and dodge enemies. Pick up fuel, helpfully labelled fuel, to keep going. Fuel doesn't really become an issue until later on in the game, by the way, kids. Pick up extra points scrolling through the landscape, helpfully labelled points.
0: Under crackers.
1: <laughs> there are four levels A to D, split into six six parts, zero to five. So that's one hundred and twenty parts in it. Hmm. Something like that. Enemies. This is what your enemies are. This is them. Kids shoot them. Enemies. You have more friends than enemies. Don't have friends. En- yeah. Flying spacecraft did not change throughout the game. That's just the aerial attacks. Is the same throughout the whole game. Uh, but they do in- increase in speed and accuracy. Lazy IRM. you could have done some more enemies, mate. All this other stuff that attacks you are, are the ground level things spiky slug balls, turrets, swooping blue beetles, slugs on carts. Not cartridges, but carts. Mm. You know, like like carts you get on the back of trains. C- Gallagher capture beam fuel suckers. Win it! there's some barriers that you bump into and they don't kill you apart from some sort of mid end of level big block things they zap your energy where the fuel is your energy basically there's blocks walls roman columns and right thin cairns you know you get to the top of a hill in the lake district and there's a cairn Mm. Well, these are right thin, right mm. thin cans,
0: mm.
1: And you've basically seen every enemy and obstacle in the game by the end of zone B.
0: Ormskirk. Just,
1: it's just repeated after that. <laughs> Things I can say. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should have I should have worded this section a bit better. You can shoot the enemy bombs out of the sky. Boom. You occasionally have to shoot crap barriers to progress. They look like big concrete blocks. Shoot the middle crap barrier to pass through. You get large bonuses for this from the points uh, symbol on the top of the concrete column. Scrumple. Obstacles on the planes react to your movement, even moving forward or back, up and down. They're sort of... Yeah, they kind of rush ahead of you or go behind you, whatever. The big bum faces. Uh, No continues in this game, just none. Can't carry on. Mm. Checkpoints after death are the very beginning of every numbered part of the level. Wouldn't it be great if you died and then you went back to a checkpoint so you could do whatever killed you in real life again or Mm. not do it? Mm. So you could step out of the way of that machete. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you could... You could not eat that last fat, drenched bacon, Butty. Mm, 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 Oh, fancy mm, bacon mm, (laughs) now. You're
0: right. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Got a bit of a twitch on there. The collision detection is quite forgiving when switching between lanes. Yeah, you can almost be hit and then you can move. Watch for an attack from a speedy red ship similar to your own when you see the word caution on your screen. Quickly shift planes for it to zip past you and then get back in the lane and shoot it up the arse. Labia. (laughs) Uh, Why are these words so funny? There's a lot of enemies uh, that take two hits to kill. Two hits, not one hit. And here's some examples of the great English text When at the end of the level. Fuel, fuel supply base guiding when you reach the end of zone A. Warp station arrived at end of B. Congratulations, operations A dot B finished. Warp drive starts, warp driving. Next duty is much tougher. May you succeed. And you get, instead of when you run out of fuel, you don't get empty. You get empty. N P <laughs> E N P T Y. Uh, you go back to warp station a when finishing D that's the loop i think is it's f- fights for 30 levels i think it's a lot more than the original moon patrols too i think the difficult resets i'm not sure you get bonus you can also get bonus points for fuel left at the end of each level pork scratchings thousand point bonus for taking out the aerial Gallagher squad three thousand points for on top of the concrete column those galaga dudes they suck your fuel they can be nullified by letting the slugs on carts run into run into their beam so you can use that because mm-hmm. they follow they, they're they right bummers they, they follow you around the level of sucking your fuel but if you just let the slugs on carts bump into them they die mm. Differences to Moon Patrol. No jump, nothing to jump over. The mechanic instead is to shift in and out of the screen. Movement is more immediate and there is no buggy inertia for you to deal with. Game is much lar- larger. Game is like a lager. Dwarf in Moon Patrol's measly two courses. Flombe. Flambe. Flambe Tips and secrets. Aerial, aerial attacks come thick and fast after just a few levels so move between the planes a lot so you're not caught out by their speedy bombs just keep moving up and down and and you can you know because some of the bombs are so quick uh, and that way you don't get killed prisons get in the correct position to take out all the enemy this is your bet Mm mm-hmm Get in the correct position to take out all the aerial enemies quickly, like getting the swooping baddies in Gallagher in a line. Get right behind the blue, blue slugs to knock them out with two quick shots. Stay to the left of the screen when they drop down to make sure they aren't behind you and get behind them when they shoot them up the behind. Shoot the blue beetles as they fall down from the sky to get rid of them quick. Graphics and sound. Sound okay. Graphics okay. Backgrounds could have been changed every few levels to a boring brown. Flannels. Four levels of parallax scrolling, though unique for the time. Maybe very samey, nice tune, but it could have done with a different tune for each level. Yeah, cabinet art can't find out nothing. No flyer, no art, no internet pictures. Nothing.
0: Car sponges.
1: <laughs> trivia. This is a trivia. There's some moon patrol in television. Augmented reality thing. Not sure what's going on here. Tommy Tallarico Twitter status. Have a check that out, kids. It's number one rarity rating on clove.
0: Ho, ho, ho. Green giant. Mike and
1: Jeff from No Quarter Podcast thought this was pants. Thanks to Chris Schofield who told us the No Quarter Podcasts were safely stored at archive.org. So there's there's the rest of them from 126. I'm not sure all of them. Up to one hundred and fifty-one there. Right, this is from Tronads. who has got an interesting point from an emulation point of view. The latest versions of Mame emulate this much more accurate, accurately, but require some serious CPU grunt. If I remove throttling, my i7 can get to about two hundred and sixty percent. But if I use, use Wolf Mame one hundred and eight, it's getting to four thousand percent.
0: Dennis russos
1: Oh, good old Dennis. It was he a singer?
0: Hmm.
1: Could be right. Ports and sequels, nothing. Nada. Nout. diddly Squat. This game is a manig, a an a, a, a mystery.
0: That's only random words. Done now. I couldn't speak because so I was doing the random words. But yes, it wasn't sequelled after this because it's already a sequel. I got a feeling that um, the game. I don't know. It actually came out, didn't it? I think it's a good game. I like it better than Moon Patrol, actually, because of the no-stupid inertia in the speed-up and braking, which I really don't like on Moon Patrol. It would have been much nicer with similar parallax scrolling with the mad moon buildings and the moonscapes that Moon Patrol had, Because I like those graphics. The brown roads and backgrounds are exactly the same to the whole game. Boring, IRM. Boring. The game seems to be four levels of exactly the same things, but with slightly more of them in higher levels. They could at least change the colour of some of the baddies, maybe. Maybe put some holes in a row for you to avoid... Or the Sky enemies Mm -hmm. could drop down road-wrecking bombs like in Moon Patrol, just for you to avoid. I know you can't jump over them anymore, but just to avoid. Mm. Maybe some power-ups for speed and weapons, perhaps? Um, Seems like Irem just made it because they had a hit with Moon Patrol and they didn't bother to really do Moon Patrol justice. No cab, no advertising. It's almost as if this game slipped away under the arcade radar. I never even knew about this until a while back when we covered Moon Patrol for the podcast in Podcast 59. Uh, and also, check out Sean's awesome picture of the podcast on 59. I'll put a link in the show notes for it. It's really good. Mm. So I quite like the game, did you? Yeah, I thought it pretty good, it yeah. It could have been a yeah. lot, lot better, though. The, the yeah. main game was there. They just sort of got bored of it and didn't finish it off, I reckon.
1: I've put a good-ish sequel to one of my favorite games of all time, but will I come back to it in years later and still think it's worthy. I don't know, but for now I really like the lane switching thing and the two-way firing gameplay. Smart bomb button required, I Love
0: think. Set. Oh sorry, I can't oh. help doing random noises there. Sorry. It almost
1: seems unfinished to me or a rushed tech demo, a work in progress maybe.
0: Yeah, because I'm I'm not <laughs> sure whether the game was released or not. It doesn't tell you in MAME, does it, whether it was actually released? Because surely they would have they would have had a kit. If you were to sell this game to an arcade operator, it would have come with a PCB, maybe a control panel, some control panel art, maybe some side art and a marquee. So mm. it would have had something. I can't find anything on the internet about it. So maybe it was a, a prototype. If anyone Could've knows, been. please tell us. Please tell us.
1: Yeah, so we've got the... Last thing on this game is the scores. Quite a few people playing.
0: Thank you for playing, everyone.
1: Yeah, loads of sc- loads of scores over f- over forty players. That's cool. So at the bottom, but by no means at my bottom. No. 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 <laughs> oh god no. Benson Rad twenty two three hundred. Again, just a couple of goes to make sure I got a score in last minute.
0: Uh, Kitty Ping. 24,200. This is from Sidekick. Arcade Sidekick. Mrs. Ross Ross.
1: 26,500. Mrs. Ross Ross did a score. She says it's a silly game, but had more than one go. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Alcade,
0: 28,500. It got better after a few goes, but never got good. Ooh. Pilbo
1: from Sidekick. 33,200.
0: The Famous Exploding Pinball Man. 36,500. I need to play more. Kaboom! Boom. GG Harris. GG Harris. Bobby Idod's better half. Thirty
1: seven thousand one hundred. Rubbish. Needs four way control and it wants to move bottom when you want to go middle. Michael Barrymore. Oh that's that show, wasn't it? That old game show. Reminds of reminds me of Metal Max and Magmax on the Specy and they were rubbish too. Ooh,
0: I think I had the original of Magmax on the Spectrum. Why did I do that? Steve Tyke, forty three thousand six hundred. Ooh, Paul McCaskey, forty-four thousand. Had a few quick
1: goes. Seems all right, but nothing amazing. A bit of that one more go factor, though.
0: Absolutely. Mark, what no gravy? Still without his gravy. His pie is very dry. Fifty-four thousand two hundred. <laughs> Please make it stop. Can't even get on the high scores yet. Oh,
1: one punch, Rob. Fifty-four thousand two hundred. Same score. For some reason, having a really hard time seeing those bombs. There was, there is that. Yeah. Adjusted the brightness and co- contrast, but they were still hard to see.
0: Majok. 55,200 via Arcade Psychic app again.
1: Trollnads, 58,400. 58, 58,400. Are you having I trouble have...
0: with numbers, Sean?
1: Yeah, I'm all right with words this week. Well, relatively. Not, but not numbers. He said he's only managed a meagre score so far. I don't think he put another score in, actually.
0: Okay, must have forgot. DNO, mm. 59,300 via Arcade Psychic app
1: Michael Vortman, he, he of the magical biscuits. King of the Luxembourgian S- biscuits. I love it. 62,800. Not bad, but really didn't get me. Light Moon Patrol, better in its clear simplicity. Sometimes less is more.
0: Mm-hmm. Old Man Steve, 63,000 dead. Not sure about this game. A bit brown. Yeah, it is. a lot of brown in this game. It could be a common 64 is. game. Yeah.
1: 67,300 from Roger the Dodger via the sidekick app.
0: Mad Steve. 68,500. First view goes. Quite like it, but eight-way stick is not the way to play.
1: No, it isn't. No, no. Stacey King, 69,000. 69, Even and all, not not being, not being playing recently due to playing tons of Borderlands 3 co-op with my son. Oh, good. I've got back into it this week and got, got this score so far. My kitten appears to also approve of this choice of game. He's put a picture of his kitten staring at the screen. I've been playing Borderlands 2, actually, still. i been playing bits of it.
0: Okay. Brian of Habibow, hours a week. I, I don't know what he was talking about. 69,900. I don't think it's possible to score any more than this. Too multi-dimensional. Actually, Brian, it is loads of people who have got more than you.
1: Yeah, Mr. Messi, the most messiest of Mr. Men. 70,800
0: from Sidekick. Me, 73,200. Not a great score, but I got a little bit bored of it. I got a bit frustrated we playing
1: it. Matthew Bridge, seventy six three hundred from Sidekick.
0: He is Jimmy, seventy six thousand eight hundred. He thought it was B O R I N G. Sal c eighty two thousand four hundred points. I despised this game initially, but after six or so plays, it started growing on me. Didn't have enough time to really get into it, but I'll definitely continue playing this one. Thanks for another great find. See, it's the it's the ten pence effect again, isn't it? Thought it was horrible, mm. and then enjoyed it. Well done. The 10
1: pence effect. Matt Happy Dude, 90,800. That's it. I'm out. This is one game I will not be returning to, Sean Holly, Definitely not to be added to my faves folder.
0: You know, I've got to say to that, don't you? (laughs) Ooh. Jason Barber, 94,200. Enjoying this one so far. Could do with eyes like a chameleon to spot all the danger. Need to play a lot to get used to the patterns. Mm-hmm. Pixel Advocate
1: Podcast, 101, 400. I never understood the hype for Moon Patrol. Horizon makes just enough tweaks to turn Moon Patrol into a game I can dig. Shame no one's heard of
0: it. Mm. Nice. R Neil, Mr. 20 to 5, 105,100 points. Well, well, well. Got another chance to have a few games tonight, and I'm kind of glad I did. Kind of growing on me now. Good pick. Mm. Matt Neo MK.
1: 107,500. Nice spiritual successor to moon patrolling as that one more go factor, but it can be so frustrating at times. You know, it's your own stupid fault though. Whilst the one CC is impressive on YouTube, they're, they're a cheating git with auto fire. I haven't seen that.
0: I don't know that the video I was watching, I'm probably posting the shot show notes. I'm not sure if they had that or not, but yeah, it makes it easier. Doesn't it? Yeah. Pearl, one of our super players, 111,500. He's hated every Iron game so far. This is also on that list. What? I make some awesome games, son.
1: Mm. Soul, 114.300. Do you want to read this one?
0: Not had much time to play, but managed to get to over 100,000. Oh, that rhymes. Not the way I said it <laughs> didn't. Ha-ha!
1: <laughs> time to play. 100k, yeah. Uh, Ian Cullen, 116.500. Pish, Moon Patrol.
0: Ooh, harsh words. Uh. Croco. 118,700. Games keep you very focused. Like the jewels of your red nemesis. Thanks for the great podcast. Mm, Bill Wellem.
1: 127,300. Horizon is proven to be a very playable game. It's very much of its time. The mechanics seem fairly original. I keep having one more go, but I think this is as far as I can get before the deadline. But I will carry on playing this one. Good choice, chaps.
0: Zestora. 134,100 points. I found that the bullets didn't contrast with the scenery enough, which cost me many lives. I also didn't like getting three blue cockroaches behind me. A tough but very fair game, however.
1: Hmm. Rygar. The pirate. The only pirate that listens to... Oh, two pirates listen to our show. Yeah. The island pirate. and Rygar. Jim lad. <coughs> Hundred and thirty seven thousand three hundred. Great stuff, guys. Love the podcast, but I didn't love Horizon. Okay, I can see the idea of a three three D moon patrol might intrigue, but this is just a massive cup of (laughs) shite. If you pardon my French, it's not a even the emulation is pants on my MAME setup. I wonder if there's some problem with the emulation. Mm. It's super slow and the sound hardly works. I've played it a few times, but I doubt I'll be playing it again. And then later on, he's put on reflection. I may have been a bit harsh in my previous comment about Horizon. This is on UK Rackless. The game didn't seem to play at all at full speed on my machine, which probably helped my score, but certainly didn't add
0: to the enjoyment. I'm glad Rygar brought this up. The sound on my SDL MAME on my Mac was really clipped it didn't sound right at all and um, what okay. mr Tronad said as well about the emulation speeds on different computers i think it does have a problem with emulation so maybe this game is a bit of a a weird one maybe it didn't come out or they haven't got all the information about how to emulate i don't know but people were having mm. a little bit of a problem with especially the sound emulation on it so mm-hmm. yeah maybe a problem with that zorro also known as Jeremy Riley, 139,200 points via Arcade Sidekick.
1: Right, getting into the good scores, I think, now. Ross Ross, 148,400, quite getting into this.
0: Mr. Ben Granville, 150,100, really enjoying this one. I think I can do 200,000 points if I can find the time. Ooh.
1: Next, it's me with 171,500. I, I, too, ran out of time, but I enjoyed this one. Did you loop it
0: a few times or what?
1: No, I think I just got to C. I think I got no, or the the end of B or the beginning of stage C. I think
0: something like that. Uh, Michael Tillander, Mikhail Tillander, probably the way he spells it. One hundred ninety-three thousand three hundred points. Strange game gets easier the further you get. Keep dying of stupid mistakes. I don't think it does.
1: Not, don't think so.
0: <laughs> Mike
1: Orwell, 193,600. It's a bit boring. Don't like games with time fuel limits, especially when it tells you you're ent- empty. It did say well. it
0: did well if he's bored with it. Yeah. Very uh, good score. And number two position, unusual for him, Charlie Farr, 224,300 points. It's not really Moon Patrol without a jump button. I still think it's lacking, but it does get more frantic from C, which does improve things a little. <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: That means it gets impossible for normal humans with one brain.
0: Yeah, with only one brain and 18 hearts or whatever he's got.
1: So Ed Horse has scored the most. He's galloped away with the lead. Did you see that? I see
0: what he did there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know he's had nay
0: trouble with this?
1: Nay! (laughs) He's he's, he's hoofed it out of the park.
0: Oh, (laughs) no. Stop with the pun-tastic things. Tell me the score. How much did you get? 235,100 points.
1: And he's put, how come I always like the crap games? I thought this was good.
0: It's not a bad game. Not a bad game. It could have been better, though. Could have been better, sure.
1: Yeah, it could have added a lot to it, and like a smart bomb or something like that. But yeah, I think it was good.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good pick. Next show's game. It's got to that point in our cycle where it's my choice again, and I'm choosing an old game. It mm. is, and it's actually two games, because there's two versions of this game, and they're quite similar, but not the same. Whichever one the listeners want to play, if they want to play both, enter both scores, doesn't matter, I don't care. But they are quite a bit different. The games are Astro Invader from Stern, and Kamikaze from LiJAC, and I've got a feeling they were actually developed by Taito and Konami, but we'll, hmm. we'll get into that when we do the actual podcast. So the ROM is Ast Invad, A S T I N V A D, and the Kamikaze one is the word Kamikaze. Three lives on both games. Uh, there's no difficulty switches, and extra lives: ten thousand points for Astro Invader, and five thousand. No, the other way around. I think it's 5,000 Astro Vader, 10,000 Kamikaze. It's in the standard settings in MAME anyway, whatever you want to do. Uh, I really like this game. It's an old game, mm. and it's 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 a lovely classic game, kind of inspired by Space Invaders, but quite a bit different. Frantic.
1: They, they look similar, but there is different... You've got to play them a bit differently, haven't you?
0: Yeah, we will talk about that in... Ooh. Ooh. Two weeks' time? After, let's just say... After Christmas,
1: yeah. Well, we're, we're gonna together again. Please, when you put your scores in, please say which for, for which version, because one of them I think is easier than the other one.
0: Just put an A or a K next to your score. So, yeah. Astro Invader or Kamikaze. Mm. But play them both and see what you think. There are differences.
1: So, if if you've got a No Clones Rum set, you won't see Astro Invader because it's a it's a Kamikaze is the parent rom and yes. Astro Invaders like one of the whatever you call it the clones or the
0: Child like
1: yeah, 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 but so you need I i had, I put a no clone set on my little Desktop thing I'm using at the moment because my cabs all pants up and I couldn't find Astro Invader, So I had to I had to sort of sideload it in.
0: Yeah, I play this P.I.G.E. on an actual cocktail table It's a very nice machine and Mr. Island Pilot and his wife have got that machine. He bought it there and then. It's a great little game. and Brilliant. She actually I beat the high score on the day, and Sarah beat me when they got back home. Might beat my score. So I'm hopefully going to beat her again, but she's good at it. She's very good. You can submit your score on Twitter with hashtag 10PScore, on Facebook as a comment, or on our podcast post as a comment. Uh, you can also go on the Arcade Psychic app in the 10P Club section. Or you could send an email to the site, which is Vertvik at 10 uk. Deadline yeah. for the score submissions is, should we just say before next year?
1: Well, actually, two weeks from today is, is New Year's Eve, 31st of December. So we could say New Year's Eve, 5pm.
0: Okay, let's do that then.
1: UK time. And then we can record uh, just into the new year. Yeah. Okay. That's brilliant. So, kids, enjoy the game games have a happy christmas because we won't speak to you till afterwards
0: i hope santa drops a nice load down your chimney yeah <laughs> oh oh you hold on a minute i hope you get some nice things for christmas everyone uh, or whatever yeah. you celebrate at this time of year i'm yeah. gonna have a great time because i'm off work can't wait i gonna be doing projects and making stuff and playing games getting in the arcade again and i'm actually going to tidy it properly so i can actually get to my Space Invaders cocktail because I haven't played that for ages. It's got the braze kit on it with the multi games in it, and I really oh, want to really play it cool. again. We're missing that game a lot. So I'll hopefully get back to that, and hopefully I'll have loads of things made and ready to show off for the next podcast. So Lovely. Thank you for listening. Happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Hope you have a great time off and have a great time. Thank you. Goodbye. Cheers, kids. Thank you. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes. And leave feedback at ww.tenpenceark.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at tenpencercade and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.